Hello and welcome back to the External Traffic for Amazon Sellers podcast. My name is Ashley Pierce and today I'm going to talk to you about the difference between traffic and an audience for your e-commerce business. In these early episodes of the podcast, I'm actually trying to bring you some of the core concepts that sit behind the strategies that we've observed, modified and implemented in my e-commerce brand. So my aim is to get you thinking beyond the surface a little more deeply and about the advice you follow and maybe the actions you take. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. What is actually the difference between traffic and an audience? Um, So traffic is largely made up of, in my definition here, Um, existing customers, uh, retargeted website visitors, and fresh leads. So it's a mix. It's everyone from people who have converted at the bottom of the funnel, people who are in the middle of the funnel, and people who are right at the top of the funnel, those fresh leads who might not have even heard about your brand or your product or service before. And an audience is people that you get to communicate with again and again. So that's by my definition. You've got their permission and having them... uh, been opted in or having already purchased from you that they are your audience so these are people you get to communicate with so why is the difference actually important the existing generic sort of advice out there by most influencers in the amazon e-commerce space almost now accepted as a bit of a mantra is to build an audience but that doesn't really take into account your business because this isn't just normal digital marketing, this is digital marketing for e-commerce. And very specifically, we're talking about external traffic for Amazon sellers. So there's an even bigger concept going on there. So what does your business actually need? And the generic advice, I think, is born out of the idea that an audience is actually higher converting. I'm not going to argue with that. They've already bought in lots of cases. So hey, they're probably going to buy again, maybe if you've got the right type of product. So yeah, that that kind of, I'm alluding to some of the stuff that we'll come on to shortly. And fresh traffic, well, that's new leads. They're way back at the top of the funnel. So in theory, you could say, hey, they're expensive because you've got to take them on a much longer journey and you've got to get them right the way down to the bottom of the funnel where your high converting audience actually already is. So yeah, in e-commerce, however, this this view kind of needs to be interrogated because that view of the world of, of fresh traffic and audience can apply to most digital marketing um, uh, arenas uh, for, for many different industries. So yeah, let's interrogate it a little. So an audience might be high converting, but as I've just alluded to, if they've already converted and your product isn't a consumable product, what's the next sale going to be? So that brings me on to kind of thinking about the four different types of products in relation to sales frequencies. There's high frequency consumables. So let's say protein shake powder, um, reasonably high frequency, especially if you're buying it in small amounts, maybe low frequency seasonal consumables. So that could be something like a diary. We're talking in in January 2020, lots of people are probably buying diaries or having bought diaries, but you're not going to buy another one in another month or in another six months. And then the third type is products forming a complementary range or collection. Now, those types of products are ones where you're not necessarily going to sell the same product to the same consumer, but you might sell them something different. So you're moving them through your range or launching new products just to serve that audience. And then, of course, there's number four, which is non-consumable. And that could be a whole range of things. But basically, if people are only going to buy them once in a blue moon, 
or maybe even just a single one-off purchase that they'll ever buy in their lives. There are loads of products out there that I would term non-consumable. And in, in my business, many of the products that we sell are actually what I would refer to as non-consumable as well, despite the fact that we do get repeat purchases. But ultimately, that could be for some other mechanisms and some other reasons going on. Largely, though, non-consumable. So when it comes to audiences, they perform exceptionally well for high-frequency consumables, as you can well imagine. You can get multiple repeat purchases in a short space of time, uh, have lots of customer interaction, and in that interaction, get the opportunity to build a great deal of trust and therefore build a high level of lifetime customer value, LCV. You'll hear about lifetime customer value quite a lot when it comes to audiences. Then there's low-frequency consumables. They they also suit an audience uh, when it comes to that time of year to to or to buy your diary or whatever buying cycle the consumer on. It maybe it's every three months that that product is purchased. You can hit that audience once again at that time. Whatever is relevant to that audience or to that particular member of that audience, whatever their buying frequency is. So. With product types one and two, you're selling the same product, maybe a yearly update like the the diary to a single audience member. Then with number three, we've got products forming a complementary range or collection. You're trying to move the customer from one product to another to another. And this is inevitably going to lead to some resistance because they haven't put their hand up to say that I want to buy this other product. But you're making the assumption that because you bought this, you might be interested in this. So some, some people are going to leak out of that part of the funnel. Um, most definitely. Um, so there's more resistance, so there's lower conversion. Uh, but an audience still might make sense in that situation because you, you might still be able to, to leverage value from them. I actually, I referenced Brett Curry and Austin Brauner here over at e-commerce influence. There was an episode that they did together. It was a joint episode because Brett does the e-commerce evolution uh, podcast. And they talked about away travel. Uh, the suitcase and, and luggage company uh, and their range expansion was a way of basically moving customers from one part of the product range to another and generating value from the customer so they're releasing product after product to extract cash from the audience that they'd already built so without the launch of new products the audience had significantly less value so as suitcases and the, the away travel sell are at best probably an infrequent seasonal purchase when it comes to the individual consumer, the yeah the the value there is is obviously going to be diminished if they're not releasing new products for, for that customer to to kind of be enticed into uh, purchasing. I'll drop a link into the show notes to that podcast because they actually talk about limitations on the scaling of e-commerce businesses, and there are some really interesting cost benchmarks that they throw out there with huge paid ad costs per customer acquisition benchmarks that are just kind of thrown out there without any uh, apologies of the level of cost that, that uh, that's being kind of said. Um, anyway, back to the topic at hand. So we've got then number four, non-consumable type products um, with regard to sales frequency. So audiences uh, of repeat customers are the biggest challenge. There's opportunity to generate referrals, maybe from these people who bought your product but are never likely to buy it again. But you've also not had the repeat interactions with the customer to really be able to develop a solid relationship upon which you actually generate those referrals. There is a dynamic here to do with how established a brand is also, but the majority of the audience who are listening to this are building their brands and this is the challenge they actually face. So yeah, the non-consumable product is not a great fit with an audience and you're not going to, even though they've converted, not necessarily going to convert them especially if you haven't tapped into number three, the expansion of the range or the complementary range. 
So when you get to non-consumer product, if you're really saying what you want in terms of traffic or audience, it's actually a continual source of replenished fresh leads for your product and brand. And that is traffic. Admittedly, I said that traffic is made up of those existing customers, retargeted customers and fresh leads. I'm talking about the fresh, particularly fresh leads part of that traffic dynamic. So in contrast to an audience, traffic is a much better suit for that number for that non-consumable product. Or if you plan to expand the range, but you don't currently have the finance, the funding, the, the business backing to be able to expand that range, you're stuck in that number four non-consumable product sort of category. Traffic is actually your best bet and the audience is, is of lower value right now. So when you're thinking about your product, I'd urge you to think about the advice you should really follow. And I acknowledge in the fact that you need to take the consumer on a longer journey from the top of the funnel to the conversion. So once again, you need low cost traffic source with low cost lead nurturing so you can get people across the line and still be profitable. But things are never black and white. It makes sense to have fresh traffic and an audience. Um, you don't have to go all in on really one or the other but pouring too much effort into an audience that ultimately has has had the lifetime value extracted from it is obviously a bad idea because that, that's like banging your head against a brick wall essentially. Equally focusing on just throwing people into the top of the funnel with no mechanism for nurturing and converting them is also a, a bad idea but ultimately those things are things you can put in place for traffic, fresh traffic. But a side note here, an acknowledgement of the fact that I, I've, I've just given you my definition of traffic audience and then those four different sales frequencies. There's also a dynamic here that's kind of very Amazon specific where you might get thrown a bit of a red herring because there is another type of audience in the, in the world of Amazon and it's the discount addict audience. And there are plenty of people out there in the space who will quote stats and email performance of an email list that they built but many built them on significantly deep discounts and, and basically discount chaser email lists. Now, only Amazon does this sales-a-sale mentality. Does it really kind of lower itself to this level from a, from a customer acquisition perspective? From the perspective of an e-commerce business owner that's off Amazon, yes, they might decide that sales-a-sale just because they need to get that customer acquisition. Once that customer is acquired, they'll then go on to sell them more products or more of the range of products but that's not necessarily what's going on here actually on amazon the dynamic is all about kind of sales velocity and that's where these these kind of discount chaser lists have come from these aren't people that you're going to move from product to product and extract more lifetime value out of them these people are just people who are only purchased on the basis of a steep discount which adds very little value to your business particularly off amazon and isn't an asset that you can build over time that has significant value. And essentially, this might work for a short-term sales bump, but increasingly, these types of launches and, and sales velocity management techniques are losing their potency. And you'll read that, that's something I agree with with most industry commentators across the board. So these discount chasers don't benefit you in any other context than Amazon, um, where the sales velocity spiking and, and product launches are the the de facto standard. So there are many ways I could have set out the definitions really in this episode. These were the ones that I felt most clearly demonstrated the differences and hopefully you can see that too. 
So don't be surprised if you if you see the words audience and traffic being thrown around in courses, Facebook groups, and other blogs and podcasts with significantly less care than the words have, have been treated with here. That's just the way that the Amazon echo chamber kind of works and the way that the industry works. Hopefully in this podcast, I'm helping you to cut through and think about these things a little more deeply and in a useful way that helps you understand which strategic directions are appropriate for you and your business. Um, because that's what's really important to me. So go away and think about what is the audience building technique? What is the traffic building technique that you might already be using? And what, what's appropriate? Should you double down more on, on traffic? Should you double down more on audience? How, how do you now think about how you deploy effort in each of those directions? Because that should be a conscious decision, traffic versus audience and and. That's not to say that you should do one or the other, but the decision on how much effort you put into one and the other should most definitely be strategically understood in the context of of sales frequency for your product and to understand whether you are stuck in that non-consumable product category four and whether you can actually move yourself into that category three complementary range and whether you're capitalized enough to be able to do that that product launch. Maybe that'll even make an influence on the next product you do launch. Maybe you've not been doing complementary range products and you've been doing products that, that are relatively random and not necessarily serving the same market. And that might change your decision on how you then go about designing and building your next product. So I hope that's of, of significant value to you um, when you're thinking about these big picture things in your business. So that's it for this episode. Thanks again for tuning in. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, then please, please do so because I'm going to continue to deliver as much value as possible. We will get to even more actionable strategies in the coming episodes, but I am trying to establish that common understanding of the core principles here behind the strategies that we're deploying. So in future, we'll build on this understanding of the difference between traffic and audience. So now you know when I say audience or traffic in future, exactly what it is that I mean when I say it. Take care. I'll catch you next time on the external traffic for Amazon sellers podcast.